Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Reaction Monday, Playoff Edition, presented by Texas Star Grill Shop on Sports Radio 610. Here's Payne and Pendergast. Yeah, same, man. They come out, they get a big return on the kickoff. I think, you know, we're on our heels there to start the second half, and then Lamar pretty much just took it over, and he made some exceptional plays that we did, we couldn't get him down. That was D'Amico Ryans. Uh, yeah, the, they went into the half with the momentum kind of zapped, to use D'Amico's word. You missed the field goal. And then you come out of the locker room, and Devin Duvernay returns the kick to midfield. That was kind of a harbinger for things to come. That reminded me of the Cleveland game during the regular season where they returned the opening kickoff to about their own 45, and then the first play from scrimmage is a 50-yard bomb to Amari Cooper, and then they're off to the races. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. they race out to a 36-7 to lead in that game. That was similar. Duvernay returns that kickoff to midfield, and next thing you know, you know the, the Ravens are outscoring you in the second half, 24-0. I, I think the last gasp for the Texans in retrospect, Seth, was probably after the Ravens drove the ball down into Texans territory in that first possession. Jalen Petrie had a chance to finally make a play this year in the end zone on that interception. That would have stemmed the momentum and given the Texans a little bit of life, but the, the Ravens scored on the, I think the very next play, they scored on that QB draw by Lamar. And uh, it was curtains after that. So it was uh, for me. It felt like the the real moment. Everything went to crap. Was at after the failed jet sweep reverse yep. flea flicker. Yep. Did I describe that properly? Jet sweep reverse flea flicker. <laughs> You're the one that wanted it. So yeah, you, you uh-huh. describe I it. I want you... that. I wanted a flea flicker. A regular flea. I flicker. got it. I got it a couple weeks ago. Yep. I can't even remember. Was that in the Colts game? I don't or the remember. Browns yeah, game? I'm not sure. So and uh, CJ ran for instead he didn't pass, but it well, was that was a Colts game. Got, that was a Colts game. They got a first yep. down. It got a first down. Yep. Yep. Uh, but this was a. It was just. It was so slow developing, and yet if Shaq Mason had been able to get stoned, the safety was it Fant. Oh, it's Fant. Yeah. Yep. If Fant didn't been able to get stoned. Then it, it like they might have sprung something there, but I, like I'm not gonna sit here and act like if it were just that one little millimeter game of inches, and then, because the the Ravens won a whole bunch of things by inches, and it compounds. That's yeah. what good teams do. Yeah. They win a bunch more of those little those little oh just missed it by an inch type moments. Yeah, and ah uh, that one man, I, I guess when you're when the thing that you're hoping that works out is a play that is so seemingly fraught with potential disaster. Where five guys touch the ball before and, you even get it to the ball carrier. <laughs> <laughs> Center, quarterback, receiver, receiver, quarterback again. Literally five it, it, guys. It felt like you were paying your kids tuition with a parlay. You know, like, ah. Yeah, honey, I love you. I of course know. you've got of course you've got of course we've got the money for you to go to college. What's wrong with All that? All I need Seth? is for five different teams to win in a very specific fashion. Um what's wrong with that? What's that? <laughs> 
I don't get the joke. Kids got, kids got, kids got to learn that sometimes daddies don't come through. Hey, man. <laughs> sometimes your education is dependent on C.J. Stroud. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is this is a trip number five to the divisional round for this team. I got yesterday. I got digging kind of into the like. Okay, what, what's happened? with the Texans when, when they've been in this spot before. Going into the offseason, you lose in the divisional round, you feel like, okay, this you know we, we need to do some things to get over the hump. What has this team done in the past? And boy, did I find some disturbing things, Seth. And I, oh, no. I, I wanted to go through, there were, there were three commonalities in the, the last three trips to the division round that they lost, 2012, 2016, and 2019. And let's look at this and go, okay, do we think there's any chance of this happening again? At a very basic level, each of those seasons was followed by one of the worst seasons in franchise history. The Texans have followed their last three trips to the divisional round with a 2-14 and season in 2013, a 4-12 season in 2017, and a 4-12 and season in 2020, the COVID year. Yeah, so... I guess that's maybe the feeling of doom that uh, some people used to get going into that divisional round. And, and it had been gone. I'm, like Even after this loss, I hadn't thought of it. But now that you put it that way, it, I, I feel it's starting to creep back in. Well, I, I guess I'm just trying to go back and put in our shoes like how we felt going into each of those seasons. Because I think there's tremendous was, hope right now with this yeah. team. And, and I think in 2012, there was a lot of hope because they were 12-4 and four and you know they, got, they lost in the divisional round. But they were... Well, a, 2012, there were a lot of people's like kind of dark horse favorite to win the Super Bowl coming into the next year. Yeah, in 2013. Yeah. That's absolutely right. And they go 2-14. and 4-12 and 12 was coming off the Osweiler year. You make the big move for Watson. I don't know that people thought they were a Super Bowl contender. In fact, more people probably thought they might take a step back because you got a rookie quarterback. But then Watson gets hurt and you go 4-12. and 12. Like that, the only... To me, the only... To me, this is the only logical one that could happen. If something happens to C.J. Stroud, then you have a bad right. year because you lose your quarterback. Yeah. the the year after The year after 2019, that was the year Bill O'Brien got fired four games into the season. That was the year where they thought the best thing to do to take the next step was to kind of mad scientist their way into trading away good players and signing a bunch of bad players to bad contracts. And they go four and twelve, and and now that that which was kind of the precursor to the the subsequent two or three years, but. All three of those off-seasons, the team treated it with a sense of urgency, and I think that's where I'm looking at this off-season. Like, in, you know, yeah. in 2013, they made the Ed Reed signing. You know, they felt like, you know, Mr. McNair felt like they needed one more leadership move on defense. In 2017, they eject from Brock and trade for Deshaun. And then in 2020, I mean, they trade Hopkins, they trade for Cooks, they culture yeah, change, layers I, of players, all these things. It's the, the funny thing about that, too, is, okay, yeah, it was a level of urgency that they had, and they actually spent a lot, like, they spent a lot of money, they just did it errantly. That's where it was, it was frustrating for me, because a lot of people wanted to just cr- criticize the organization, uh, like, for the wrong things. Like, they were crushing them for never, they, not wanting to be aggressive. I'm like, no, they were, they were just being aggressive in all the wrong directions. Right. They were like a bad lover. They were doing lots of stuff, just w- like way too hard and all the wrong. This spots. hurts. This like, hurts. <laughs> Is this what you like? God no, 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 no. no. Stop. stop trading Hopkins. <laughs> stop paying but, Randall Cobb. I mean, if you think about okay, uh, the Texans have a, a multi-score lead against the Chiefs in that playoffs game. A defense completely squanders and blows it and there were obvious issues with the Texans defense down the stretch that entire season and what did they do 
to try to bolster the defense. They let DJ Reader walk, and they signed Eric Murray, a career fill-in-the-blank fill guy, you know, either at safety or corner. They... They paid him cornerback money to come and be their starting cornerback. Yeah, it was uh, it was really really weird. It was it was weird stuff. Yep. Um. So I I think look I don't I don't think this is a team that's going to backslide that drastic. Now they could backslide. I mean the schedule's harder. All those things. You know, and you got to have a good off season. I think if anything, we're getting a lot of texts from from people. Seth, uh, not a lot, but a few people saying, um, "Hey, the defensive side of the ball deserves." You guys are you know pointing at the offensive side in the open. Defense deserves. You know some some criticism as well. Absolutely, no. Both sides do. They're not as talented as the Baltimore Ravens. Like that. That's yeah. the thing. Like I, I think that was to me like the biggest wake up call is that and not a wake up call, but I think this just a reminder. Like is a reminder. No, like this is a team that is still a hundred percent a work in progress. Way more of a work in progress than the other three AFC playoff teams that were playing this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's yeah, they've got issues on both sides of the ball. And then the good news is they got a lot of money to go spend. They've got a, the the they've got an appropriate amount of draft capital, yeah. And I think you feel pretty good that in the one season where Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryan's have been collaborating and working together, they had a damn good off season with each other. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I think that there are a couple things about the defense. One where I'll say their run defense was, I mean, if you look at the Ravens run defense versus the Texans run defense, the the Texans run defense never like no matter what the statistics are it never really feels like oh yeah when these guys need to they'll step step up and just hit you upside the head with a lead pipe they're not quite built that way yeah. you know yeah. they're they in the same way a lot of teams that are more athletic than big and strong they're going to get tackles for a loss they're going to statistically look good but uh, like the Ravens when they need to stop the run. They got they got big dock workers there on the defensive line that just grab you and shut you down. Yeah. And linebackers like Roquan Smith, they come up and destroy you. The Texans aren't there yet. Yeah, their their linebacking core has a lot of promise with with Christian Harris. 
like Henry Toa Toa is going to have to go a long, long way to be an actual good NFL player. Blake Cashman might not be here, and he's still a work in progress himself and injury prone. So this, look, when you watch that 49ers defense, those linebackers, are, that's, they're what really makes that defense go. They've got a lot of good players, but the linebackers make them special. And the Texans just don't – they don't have that, but they also don't have a genuine menacing defensive run stopper on the defensive line. So, like, well, Will Anderson and John Grenard do a good job with it. But, like, in the interior, it's just it's just not the same as the Ravens. No. Um, so, yeah, criticize the, criticize the Texans' defense for sure. But there are a lot of elements of that game – where I put it on to, okay, okay, the Ravens are just simply better. Mm-hmm. It's very clear they're better. The offense completely, completely soiling themselves is what annoyed me. The, the offensive line, and these, you've got your team captain with, a, with two false starts in that game. You've got one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL cannot hold his water in the face of other good players. Like, and those are drive killers. And it, and it spreads like a disease on that offensive line. They look like frightened little bunny rabbits out there. Well, it, like facing a Doberman pincher. That's disgu- like it's very, uh, it's very discouraging. That's all. Well, it's discouraging. You're talking about a bunch of veterans other than Juice Scruggs, a lot of guys who played a lot of football in this league. Yeah. Like, playing, oh, playing, playing oh! like, right. Playing like a crowd like that. Playing like it was the first time. They played in an environment like that on the road. Yeah. Like it was, Did it you guys was. Know it was right. going to be this loud? Right. Gosh, it's so loud. Nobody told me. Nobody warned me about this. Did somebody talk to OSHA. This feels <laughs> like hazardous. Hey, where are you on this um, text message? Did this hurt Bobby Slowick's chances of getting a head coaching job? I don't know if it hurt them, but it didn't. It certainly didn't like slam dunk them. I think if he had had, um, so I guess yeah, I think it hurt him. I think if he had all, if if they had come out and actually done something impressive versus that defense. Then it might have been there. Might all it would have taken is one or two owners to just be like, "All right, that's it. I need this in here." So I, I, I don't like to think of it that it hurt Bobby Slowick as much as it helped the Texans because I do like Bobby Slowick. Yeah. But I, and more than anything, I just want C.J. Stroud to have consistency in the first two years of his development. After that, Bobby Slowick can go off uh, into the great wilderness or wherever. But I just I, I want two years of consistency. Well, and now teams are coming sniffing around Gerard Johnson. You saw that over the weekend. The Saints, yeah. Saints and the Browns both asking permission to speak to Gerard about their uh, their vacant OC positions right now. I don't like that either. I don't like all these teams trying to get their greasy mitts on our coaching staff, but this is a function of having an actual uh, competent football team. It's a good sign. Mm-hmm. I, I did turn into a grumpy old man a little bit about all of these interviews that these coordinators are doing on the day of a game. I'm watching Bobby Sloak on the sidelines during the game, and I'm like, I, all right. Like, you do multiple Zoom interviews on the day of a game. I, I'd, I'll be the first to say, like, hey, look, it's not that big a deal. But, man, that's a stressful, that's a stressful situation. And whatever you subtract from a guy's gray matter earlier in the day could theoretically make it a little tough for him to be a genius in the evening. When they're playing the you Ravens know? of all teams, too. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. And I, the only, now, this is the one offset in that particular game was that both coordinators on the other side of the ball from yeah. the Ravens, they were also doing Zoom yeah, interviews. Yeah, yeah. Todd Monken and uh, McDonald there are both doing interviews. So it's, it's a little bit of a wash in that situation. But in general, I'm starting to get a little grumpy old man about it. I, I feel like the league should, at the very least have a specific window that's not the day of the game to do these things. You think, um, what do you think of the Ravens moving forward now that we know what the matchups are here, playing the Chiefs, and then what are your thoughts on them? I'm trying to figure out exactly how you how you cover and stop Lamar Jackson. Yeah, me too. I mean, I really, 
it's just a much better offense than it was back in, in the Greg Roman days. Like Todd Monken has given Lamar multiple options and he can just kill you either with his feet or through the air. I, you know, he's still like, he's not the most, he's not the most accurate thrower. And right. yet because he has options and knows where to go with the ball, He's still completing 67, close to 70% of his passes in yeah. any given week. You Dude, know? You, t- you took the words right out of my mouth. I don't think he's any better at throwing the football than he was when Greg Roman was the head, yeah. was the uh, offensive coordinator. It's just, man, that scheme is – Todd Munkin is really, really good. That's where I almost like – I almost feel in a way like to, to say that Lamar Jackson has improved is a little bit insulting to Lamar Jackson because I think he really mostly just needed – the right offense coordinator. It's a it's a retroactive. This is this is what I give you coming out of this game. This is my big takeaway. Okay. John Harbaugh needs to be fired for not making that change sooner. <laughs> like the, the fact hire better. The fact, the fact that Ravens fans were asking for Greg Roman to be fired for years and they finally did it, and that might be the key to what gets them a Super Bowl. Then yeah, they should have fired him. Yep. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, reaction Monday. Here we're reacting to the uh, the Texans' loss to the Ravens, the weekend of NFL football. And then taking a look ahead, top of the hour, we'll do the four biggest questions heading into the offseason for the Houston Texans. What? We've got headlines coming up next. We'll do it a little acknowledge me at 725. Busy, busy reaction Monday here on Sports Radio 610. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.